Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I want to remind you to check out Zencaster. Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. That is my favorite program to use for all my recording needs. And the great part is, not only do they have audio, but they also have video options as well. So whether you're video conferencing, podcasting, just catching up with friends and loved ones, you definitely want to check out Zencaster. They have uh, paid subscriptions. They also have a free version, which I'm actually using right now. Transcripts, the whole nine yards, and even... Get this, Zencaster has started to do hosting. So for all you podcasters out there, if you're looking for a host for your show, please consider Zencaster. You will not regret it. I'm telling you right now. Once again, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Made on Zencaster. That's right. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you something. It was less than 60 degrees this morning here in sunny Boston, Massachusetts, and I was pretty excited. I was pretty excited because finally, I think we've turned the corner and we don't have to deal with these ridiculous heat waves. We're talking 100 degree weather, 90 degree weather. Uh, You ever notice when the the weather person, you know, male or female, when the weather person says, yeah, the the high is going to be 97 degrees. And you go outside and you check the temperature yourself with your own gauge and you realize it's like 101, 102. Like, what, what the hell's going on here? You know, where are they taking these weather readings that are so dramatically different from what real people actually experience in the moment? It's ridiculous. I, I may have to sue every weather person, male, female, Martian, uh, you know, what have you, E.T., I may have to sue every weather person out there who has ever said that the weather was going to be one degree of temperature and then come to find out it's something totally different. Because let me tell you something, there is a huge difference between 97 degrees and 103 degrees. Trust me. Okay. I found that out the hard way. And when you're a polar bear like the Duke and, you know, once the temperature starts getting over, say, 71, 72 degrees and that sweat starts coming strong, man. This is not a good time. You know, I I am not a big fan of the uh, summer months as far as the heat is concerned. Give me snow. Give me the cold. I want people out there with their teeth chattering because me, the Duke, I'm always warm, baby, because I got a lot of love in my heart. That's right. That's right. Listen, on today's episode, I have a special conversation with a guy by the name of Wade and He's someone who's experienced a tremendous amount of online harassment, doxing, all of this stuff for the audacity, the audacity of having an opinion about pro wrestling and and having an opinion about the way that people interact with each other as it relates to pro wrestling. So really interesting conversation. You know, this is something that I, I do. I've been doing this for years, having these types of conversations, documenting this stuff. Because it's an issue, you know, different fan bases, different communities, this happens. I mean, it happens in the political sphere. It happens in sports. Pro wrestling is no different. Just folks being very nasty to one another. So interesting conversation. And I'm going to share some things that I've experienced as well. You don't want to miss that. But before we get to any of that stuff, listen, a lot's going on in the wrestling world. We know that. And that's what happens this time of year because we're heading into the time of year where people are watching television more than ever before. 
So it just seems like everything just kind of leads into the fall season and it just gets crazy, right? And it's no coincidence that the Pro Wrestling Illustrated PWI 500 comes out around this time of year as well, giving folks something to complain about, something to celebrate, and everything in between. Now, folks, you know here on Duke Loves Wrestling, uh, we have documented the PWI 500 for the most part, I believe every year, you know, we have Harry Burkett come on the show and go over the, the list and what have you. And certainly we're going to keep that tradition alive. Next week, Harry Burkett returns to Duke Loves Wrestling. He's coming to get his medicine, okay, because I am not happy about this year's list. Surprise, surprise. I, I feel the right people were ranked, okay? Let me just say this. The right names are on the list. All 500 of those folks who are on the list, they should be on the list, in my opinion. Okay? Including Jay Bougie. Shout out to Jay Bougie. He, he earned a spot in the PWI 500, literally ranked one of the top 500 pro wrestlers in the world. Congratulations. All of the ham and eggers that you have to interact with, you know, I'm talking wrestlers and promoters down in your area who give you a hard time and tell you that you need to do things their way and you need to kiss this one's backside or what have you. All of these ham and eggers who've never been in the PWI 500, Jay Bougie, when you talk to these folks, you remind them they need to call you sir. Okay? They need to call you sir. Why? Because they're trying to tell you how to do something that they still have not been able to accomplish. It's sir. They come to you for advice. From now on, you tell those folks, take a back seat. You don't need their nonsense because all they're trying to do is stunt the growth. And I think that's a, that's a common theme. A lot of these folks who were never was and never will be, they see a rising star and they get jealous and they want to stunt their growth because they don't want to see other people succeed more than they are able to succeed. But this is pro wrestling. You know, the cream will rise to the top. So instead of trying to hurt other people, why don't you try to help people? Okay? If you're not good enough to be the biggest star, that's okay. Help somebody else. Help a lot of somebody's else. There's more than one job in pro wrestling. A lot of these folks don't understand. It's like, come on, man. You know, don't hate, congratulate, please. Anyway, so shout out to Jay Bougie for a, a tremendous accomplishment there. Uh, shout out to the number one which was the most obvious number one in the history of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I'm talking about Roman Reigns. Of course, he should be ranked the number one wrestler in the world because he is the number one wrestler in the world. He is the tribal chief. Okay, He is the head of the table. He is the guy that makes the entire wrestling world go around. So congratulations to Roman Reigns. I'll tell you, though, and Harry, I know you're listening, Harry Burkett. We're going to talk about this Okada nonsense because I don't understand how a guy like Kazuchika Okada from New Japan Pro Wrestling is ranked number two in the PWI 500. And from what I understand, there were people who had the audacity to try to argue that he should be ranked number one. Okada, a guy that nobody knows who the hell he is or gives a damn. Okay? If Kazuchika Okada walked into my local... Dunkin' Donuts right now. No one would know nor care who he is. If Kazuchika Okada walked into the local Walmart in your town, no one would know or care who he is. Okay? I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy. I'm just saying he's not a, he's not a superstar. He's just another wrestler who does flippy moves. Is he good? Sure. Sure. But he's, he's the number two wrestler in the world? This is embarrassing. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, this is embarrassing. And I'm going to tell you right now, this guy, Kevin, who, who is the editor-in-chief at PWI, it's a very prestigious honor. Kevin's been having a hard time because the notion that people will pile on top and call him everything but a child of God for this crazy list every year, it can weigh on some people. And, I, and you know, listen, I'm being tongue-in-cheek for the most part, but in all seriousness, though, for some people, it is a lot. To, to be constantly bashed and called out and called names and stuff um, for doing your job, basically. And no one should have to be personally attacked for something like that. But 
This is the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500. Okay. This is something that people are very passionate about. And I believe Kevin knew that since he's been working with PWI for so long. And, and when he became the editor in chief, he knew that. He knew that people were going to be passionate. So I don't know if, if something has changed where, you know, the, the criticism is stinging a little bit more this year than, than previous years. Here's what I'll say to Kevin, though. You're not getting a pass from me, Kevin. Is it, is it McIlvaney, McIlvaney, Wackelvaney, whatever the hell? Kevin from PWI. You're not getting a pass from me, okay? If it, if it hurts your feelings that I'm telling you that Kazuchika Okada and every other uh, wrestler from, from Japan and Mexico, guys that no one's ever heard of, if it hurts your feelings that I'm telling you that not a single one of them should even be in the top 20, then I don't know what to tell you, pal. Okay, because none of them should be in the top 20. Nobody knows who they are. And you guys, with your, with your little secret society uh, wrestling nerd nonsense here, you want to do everything in your power to push these folks who it's like, buddy, you can't tell me that Bobby Lashley is not the number two wrestler on the planet right now as far as men are concerned. If we we're going to go men and women combined, then obviously you got to put Bianca Belair uh, she's number two. There's no question about that. Only behind Roman Reigns. But if if we're just talking men, Bobby Lashley is the number two wrestler in the world. And based on your criteria, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Kevin McIlvaney, McIlvaney, uh, uh, whatever, you know, Wackelvaney, whatever. So if it bothers you that I'm telling you that that's the way it is, then listen, it bothers me that you did it in the first place, pal. And no, no one should be personally attacking Kevin. And I saw some people, you know, making fun of him uh, physically and, and, and saying a bunch of nonsense. Whatever. Here's what I'll say about this Kevin guy. Okay. Cause I, I'm, I don't particularly like the guy. I think the guy, um, he, he exists in order to get on my nerves. That seems to be his mission in life these days. I don't particularly like the guy, but here's what I'll say about this Kevin guy. He has a wife and he has pets. And I did my research and I've talked to some of the people who, who know him and know his pets, know his wife and what have you. So I, I did my research and surprisingly, they all love him. So, you know, that, that kind of puts a little monkey wrench in the whole concept that Kevin is, is a no good so-and-so and what have you, because somehow, some way, this guy has a whole wife and she's like in love with this guy. I think this guy, what does he have, a cat? And the cat like, you know, licks him and stuff and, and, and purrs? I mean, you know, I don't know what's going on here, but for some reason that happens. So because of that, I have to be measured in any criticisms that I have of Kevin as a person. I try to keep it strictly about the PWI 500 and the weekly rankings and stuff like that. Because look, if a cat loves you, you know, cats hate everybody. If a cat loves you, then you probably are a pretty decent person. And listen, his wife, salt of the earth, wonderful, wonderful uh, young lady there. Pretty tough too. You know, she's already threatened to break my legs if, if I ever step out of line. So I, I have to be careful. Um, but she's a very nice person too. And, and she's not somebody who is going to just like you right away. So the fact that she loves that guy, you know, I, I'm going to give him a pass in that regard. So I'm not going to attack him personally, other than to say that I think that he th this is the worst PWI 500 in history, in terms of the rankings themselves, you got all the right people on it, but it, it's the worst. And I know, Kevin, that you and your little brain trust are responsible for taking a guy, a nobody like Okada. Let me tell you something. You humanoids out there, you know, Okada's a big deal in Japan. Listen, I'm a big deal in my living room. I'm, I'm a big deal in my neighborhood. If I if 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 I'm walking down the street in my neighborhood and Okada's walking down the street in my neighborhood, people are going to stop and honk their horn for me. I guarantee you they're going to keep driving past him. So should I be ranked number two in the PWI 500 since I'm a big deal in my neighborhood, in my state? <laughs> you know, like, come on, this is embarrassing. Nobody knows who this guy is and, and he's not a draw. Jesus, how many people watch that show on Access TV, the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, show? People literally turn the channel. They don't even want to look at Okada. What does that tell you? Okay? 
What does that tell you? Kevin, I'm just telling you right now, pal. I know what you did. You did this on purpose. You wanted to to upset me. I told you do not rank any New Japan Pro Wrestling or any other no-name promotion uh, in Japan. Don't rank any of these folks in the top 10. I told you not to do it. You did it anyway. And now I'm I'm really considering some type of legal action. Uh, I'm going to get in contact with CM Punk and figure out what kind of legal uh, representation he has to go after AEW. And since you're uh, you know, part of AEW, I know you are, Kevin, you're part of AEW, I am going to do a class action lawsuit with CM Punk. We're going to sue everybody, including Kevin from PWI and the whole PWI staff, because this is ridiculous, the, the PWI 500. Okay, we're just going to lump it all in together. Don't worry about that. But um, again, Harry Burkett next week, going to carry on our tradition. And that should be a good time because I know that uh, Harry's been ducking me. And, you know, Harry, you know, we're, we're like family. So every now and then, you know, at the dinner table, you got to have a frank discussion with your family. And certainly that's exactly what's going to happen between us, pal. So stay tuned for that. You know, CM Punk. Yeah, I, I bring this guy up because they they took him and they took the elite off of all the marketing for the next pay-per-view for AEW. And um, it's interesting because this past Wednesday on Dynamite, they had the highest rating that they've had in a long time. And they didn't have any of those folks. They didn't have Omega. They didn't have the Young Bucks. They didn't have Punk. And we know that the Nielsen ratings are are inaccurate for the most part. but more people were watching that episode than have been watching recently. There's, there's that much we can say happened, right? I'll tell you, that is a big deal. And that should let Tony Khan know that there's life after punk. Okay? And there's life after the elite as well. I never liked those guys. I still don't feel like they, they should have been berated and beat up at work. I don't, I don't, I don't care who you are. I'm not into that stuff. I don't believe in it. Eric Bischoff was making light of the fact that Paul Orndorff beat up uh, Vader in WCW years ago. Vader was being a bully, though, and, and Orndorff stuck up for himself. So I understand that. But still, you don't celebrate stuff like that. It's just not right. It's like you you humanoids out there. Um, somebody gets murdered or something like that. Let's say a bad person dies, and people want to celebrate that. I don't agree. I don't think it's right. The Queen of England just passed away. People are celebrating that. I don't agree. Now, do I like the Queen of England? No. I feel that there are a lot of things that she fell very short of, especially when it came, came to addressing racism uh, within the society that she was the queen of. I think she did a piss poor job in that regard, and we can talk about that. But I don't celebrate the woman's death. That's somebody's mother, that's somebody's grandmother, that's people's queen those who accept her as such. So we don't celebrate stuff like that. So I'm not going to celebrate people getting beat up at work or threatened or cussed out and all that other good stuff there. That ain't right, man. So, but it's interesting. It looks like there's life after punk. And the question is, Tony Khan, are you going to be able to convince Warner Brothers Discovery that there's life after punk and that you actually know how to control that company? Because this is the other part of it here. We know that you still haven't gotten a new contract yet. And we know that the clock is ticking. Got a little bit, a little more than a year left on that contract there, pal. December 2023. Right? That's when it's done. They have the option of picking up another year. But we know that the clock is ticking. Can you somehow, some way, rebuild this company to be more successful than it's ever been before and without the people who have big dogged, they have sucked the life out of the company and made everything about them. Is it possible to do, oh, wait for it, to feature more diversity and inclusion and to emphasize these things, to, to have more women's matches, to have more black and brown singles wrestlers compete for the world championship? Is it possible that doing those things could turn this company around. Huh. Huh. Tony, you know how to get in touch with me, pal. You've done it before. Trying to be a big shot. Maybe you need to come with the hat in your hand and say, Duke, 
you've been right this entire time. I should have listened to you when you told me that I need to actually deliver on the things that I promised I would deliver on. And now I'm coming to you to to act as a checks and balances. Duke, tell me, what do I need to do? Come on, Tony. I will just take all your words from when you were marketing that company before it started, and I'll recite them to you to remind you all you need to do is what you said you were going to do from the beginning. And I believe if you do that, AEW will continue to fight another day. But if you don't do it, then you're going to be on the scrap heap. Okay. And I'm sure the WWE would be more than happy to pick the bones. They'll get that tape library. They'll repurpose it, make more money off of it than you ever could. And we'll go back to being within a monopoly in wrestling, which would be unfortunate. We don't want AEW to, to die. We just want the guy in charge to do the right thing. So stay tuned for that. That is an ongoing saga that is heating up. You know, it's heating up because Warner Brothers Discovery is still making cuts. They have not found that $3 billion in savings that they need to find before the year is over, which means that there's still going to be some tough cuts. There's still going to be some major franchises that they're going to get rid of. Stay tuned for that. That's right. That's right. Okay, listen. Again, I told you we got a, a special conversation this week about something that affects most of us. You know, I, I don't think that there's anyone out there, including Kevin from PWI, who hasn't experienced an extreme degree of being yelled at and cussed out and trolling and things like that um, for having the audacity to have an opinion on wrestling or, or featuring wrestling. Lord knows that I yell at the PWI folks about the 500 every year, uh, but we know we know what that's all about. They, they've already sanctioned me. They've already given me a pass to, to do that, so that is what it is. But some people take it too far. Some people cross the line, and some people make it their business to try to negatively impact the lives of others. And it just ain't right. So I had a conversation with a guy who has been experiencing this for a couple of years now, and, and things really, really got bad. And some interesting lessons to be learned here. And, and certainly he takes responsibility for his actions, but there's some information that he wants you all to know. And I think that uh, it's a fantastic conversation. So without further ado, check this out. My conversation with Wade. Wade, how you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Not bad. You know, Wade, you're a guy that's pretty active online. Um, you know, you're often giving your opinion on pro wrestling. You've done so for years. And it's interesting. I, I noticed uh, recently that you put up a post where you've apologized and you said you're going to be taking some time away from social media, especially Twitter and what have you. And I thought that was that was interesting. So I reached out to you personally. I said, hey, what's going on, man? You all right? And you shared some information with me. And, and I said, you know something? Come on the show and let's talk about this uh, for the world to hear, because I think it's something important. I think a lot of people are experiencing this. So let's let's work backwards here. Talk to me about the post that you put up recently where you've been making apologies and things like that. Um, where did that come from? I mean, why, why did you do that? So basically, you know, uh, outside of Twitter, of course, you know, we all have our own personal lives and we all got things going on. And uh, I, you know, have a mental health platform. And, you know, I made a post uh, towards, you know, some bigger name journalists um, that I just find to be detestable and just hard to hard to have conversations with without, you know, like insults or, you know, just sending people after me. And I've had this experience probably since I got on Twitter. I've contemplated deleting Twitter so many times, but, you know, I've met a circle of friends who uh, have been there for me since all this, all this started. So, you know, that apology was um, that said journalist that I made the post about, uh, basically found my personal information. He found my name. Uh, he found my YouTube channel and he found everything else and basically try to sabotage uh, any, anything that's going on in my personal life right now. That's just completely terrifying, quite frankly. Because uh, again, what, what, what was the nature of some of the things that you said? 
So so let's let's go there. What, what did you say? What was the discussion about? If it was even a discussion, like what, how did this start? So him and I first got into it when AEW first came around. You know, I, you and I have talked about this many times. Uh, ever since AEW has become a thing, the fan base seems to thrive on attacking WWE fans. And, you know, this isn't to say that WWE fans don't do the same because I've definitely seen it on both sides. But in my experience, almost every AEW fan that I've ever interacted with since 2019 when they spawned to now have been vile, have been threatening, uh, will do anything that they can to get personal information on you. And, you know, basically I made a post about him and two of his friends, one of which uh, I reached out to personally and apologized to her because, you know, she was in the crosshairs of that whole situation and I wasn't meaning to come at her and I did. And I apologize to her directly. But the person that it was aimed at, you know, I said, if cringe had a face, this is what it would look like. And I said that they were disgusting human beings. I will stand on the fact that I think said journalist is a vile person. And there are plenty of people on this app who could probably back up that claim because he does nothing but block people the second he insults them or He'll unblock you. He'll start more more uh, problems with somebody, and then he'll block you again and send his cult after you. And that's what he does. It's interesting. So, so you 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 called this person a vile human being, and which is you know, look, that's pretty mild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I I certainly have been called everything but a child of God by a lot of people. In fact, it happens every day. Somebody's in my inbox talking absolute nonsense um whether they're giving their their honest opinion hey i don't think you're a good person uh x y and z or where they're just trying to be mean and nasty and hurtful um you know it happens it's this is part of the world that we live in where people online feel like they can go all the way and say the the most hurtful things and try to get a reaction for doing so right um and, you know, everybody's not the same. Me personally, I don't really care what any anyone thinks of me. You know, if you don't like me, that's good for you. If you like me, that's good for you. I don't care. Right. You know, my assessment on what I see and, and, and what I interact with in life is, is what I am. I'm a consumer. So if I, if I am consuming something, if I'm patronizing something, I'm going to give an assessment of that something. If I go to a restaurant and the steak is good, I'm going to say that the steak is good. I'm going to do a review for it. If the steak is terrible, I'm going to say the steak is terrible. If the service is good or the service is bad, I'm going to give an assessment of that. That's literally who I am in life. You know, when we, when we get a receipt from your local drugstore or grocery store, or what have you, I'm one of those people that fills out the questionnaire. You know, I, that's how that's how serious I am about being a person that gives reviews on things. Right. So pro wrestling is no different. And certainly with this show, if if I'm not interviewing somebody in particular, then I am giving an assessment on something. I'm again I'm, I'm detailing what I like and what I don't like. So I don't understand the notion of people um utilizing personal attacks and, and taking it to heart if you don't like something they don't like. That's kind of that's wild to me. Right. Um, you gave an assessment of that person based on the way that they had treated you mm-hmm. because you gave your opinion on wrestling. So they went after you personally and and, and they re- reached out to some of your family members? Uh, so they reached out to two really close friends of mine and basically sent screenshots of uh, the post that I made about said journalist and uh, – about the the third the girl that I apologized to, and basically said that oh he's not who he says he is and and this and that and you know meanwhile she leaves out anything that uh, that was done wrong on their end you know of course like most people do they usually want other people to hear their side of the story and not the other person so 
I reached out to my friend, you know, we were just having a casual conversation and I said, you know, uh, what's going on? Like, you know, you and I don't really talk very much anymore. So she says to me, she's like, you know, honestly, I haven't said anything to you because somebody messaged me the other day and basically said that you mocked their suicide. And, uh, I, (laughs) I, um, participate in active bullying every single day. And I basically explained to her, I'm like, listen, They've been doing this to me since I made this account. I've had death threats. I've had people mock my dead family members. Uh, You know, it's gotten to the point of nobody is holding these guys and girls accountable for their behavior. It's just, oh, well, you said this. Never mind anything else that journalist said about you or to you. You said this in retaliation. You're not allowed to defend yourself. And that's basically how it came off. And the mocking suicide part. So uh, Twitter added this feature, um, I'd probably say about two months ago, where you can leave the conversation uh, in a, you know, in like a Twitter thread. And there's this guy that I follow who I made a post about um, that girl that I apologized to. And I said, you know, for somebody who's struggling every day, you would think the tribalism would stop. Cause you know, again, You've seen the tribalism between AEW and WWE fans. It's it's bad, and people don't acknowledge how bad it has gotten. Like compared to like two years ago, it's really bad on Twitter. And basically, this guy was making comments about this person and said that, oh, you know, I I didn't get hurt at work, and you know, uh, try to take my life twice and you know, for attention or whatever he said. And that was one of the screenshots she sent my friend. And I said, listen, I have a really bad habit and I'm 100% accountable for being stupid here, but I have a really bad habit of liking tweets and not reading them thoroughly. And I've done it so many times that it's, it's gotten to this point. But when he posted that tweet, I liked it. And instead of, Uh, unliking it you know i left the conversation because i didn't want to be involved because i know how bad they've been towards me so when i messaged her the apology i sent her a screenshot of of that screenshot i I said listen like there's a huge misunderstanding here i never mocked your suicide you know it, it was it was a situation where i left the conversation and for some reason twitter has this glitch where it doesn't unlike that tweet and you know, her and I are okay now, but, you know, back to that journalist, I've had, I've had this person, uh, have people send me death threats over, um, do you remember last year, uh, there's an account on Twitter, um, called Russell Cringe. Are you familiar with him? I'm familiar with Russell Cringe because he, he recently featured me for having the audacity to, uh, point out some some issues regarding uh, black and brown wrestlers and the way that they are treated in AEW. Um, and also my assessment of, of uh, Swerve and where he is today compared to where he was in WWE. So yeah, shout out to Russell Crinch. Thank you for the boost. I always appreciate being uh, featured, especially when you're taking shots at me. <laughs> but you know, um, he took a screenshot of my tweet and put it on his page. And basically that tweet read, I'm so happy. And there wasn't anything cringe about this. This was solely because he targets me. It was, I'm so happy that women are able to be featured in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. You know, they're allowed to wrestle there. I'm glad WWE has made these steps to allow these opportunities for these women. Cause I know a lot of people aren't crazy about Saudi and the fact that they were having shows there. Cause you know, whatever, but, um, I, I said I was really happy for these women. I didn't take shots at AEW. I didn't say Tony Khan could never. I didn't say anything like that. So Wrestle Cringe, David Bix, and the third journalist I'm not going to name because I'm not going to give him the attention, all retweeted that um, that tweet and basically said that, oh, I hope you kill yourself and I hope that your family suffers for the rest of your life. And they went on a whole month-long spree on targeting me for that tweet a completely harmless tweet. And that was what I get for being, you know, genuine in this community. Yeah. I mean, everything that you said is consistent with the MO of a lot of folks, you know, it's, it's funny. I've had so many 
quote unquote journalists in my inbox complaining about whose post I liked or retweeted or something like that. And it's like, get the hell out of my inbox. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? You you're you really are trying to control um what I interact with, who I interact with, what I like, what I retweet, what I uh call attention to. Why? <laughs> right. It's like, what the hell do I matter to you? Or why the hell do I? I'm not a wrestling promotion. I'm not selling you anything. You know, my my podcast doesn't have to be listened to by you. I don't even think they listen. A lot of these folks who who go to this extreme to complain about somebody that liked or retweeted or something. Somebody literally said to me, Duke, you retweeted Vince Russo. You're a bad person. <laughs> right. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So there's there's a sickness in my opinion. Um and there's there's no doubt in my mind that there are a lot of sick individuals who have a difficult time coping with the notion that people have different opinions than they do. Right. And look, you know, poking fun at at somebody's uh, attempted suicide or something like that, that's not okay. I don't agree with that. But if you're going to like a tweet, that's your business. What the hell do I care? I'm not I'm not over here. I'm not the 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 tweet like police. I don't care. <laughs> you know, a lot of people have said some pretty nasty, mean, not true things about me. And a lot of people have liked and shared and piled on on that. I'm not going out making a list of everybody who said something nasty about me or mean or threatened me or what have you. And, you know, I'm going to make their lives a living hell. I don't give a damn about any of you. I really don't care. So express yourself. What are you, you going to do? You know, I can hit the mute button and move on. I don't need to see you. I don't need to interact with you. Right. So the fact that other people are so fixated on something so ridiculous, like, do you do you know any of these people personally? Uh, no, I don't know any of them personally at all. Why the hell do they care about what tweets exactly. you like? Exactly. I don't understand. And again, you just you just admitted that you did it. You gave an, a, 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 you said you you know you have a, a habit of not reading a tweet fully and what have you. You liked it before you actually uh, digested it. You know, some people are going to say, "Well, that's not true," and it's like, "Go to hell." People exactly. do it all the time. You know, if there's somebody who is on my my uh, friends list and somebody who I like to promote, I'm going to retweet their stuff, and that doesn't mean that I'm going to pay close attention to every little thing that they do. I might read, you know, I might skim something real quick and keep it moving. And you can see that in a lot of my retweets that there are times because obviously, you know, you work. You have life. There are things going on. So there's significant gaps from tweet to tweet. Right. So when I have a free moment, I'll go on a mass retweet. You might see me retweet three or four or five different uh, pages within 15 seconds. Do you really think I've read every tweet? <laughs> you know, and I'm not going to say that that's a mistake either. I'm going to tell you right now, I did it because I was boosting whatever, whoever that person is. Yeah. And if by chance... What I retweeted was a terrible thing. Okay. You know, I don't care if you don't like it. So it's it's really scary that people will literally reach out to your loved ones and try to destroy your life over something so trivial and so stupid, quite frankly. It's uh, stupid. I'll say this too, just to add to that loved one uh, comment. So, you know, uh, last August, uh, I lost my brother in a DUI accident. And when that happened, you know, I was having a really hard time uh, leaving social media because I needed people to talk to. Like I needed that distraction. Right. And, uh, you know, in that time uh, when AEW was starting to pick up its traction and they were starting to sign everybody and whatever. And, you know, heaven forbid I'd have an opinion on AEW, by the way. But uh, Basically, there's this account that uh, the journalist that I've been mentioning in this podcast uh, interacts with that I found out who basically told me to prove that my brother passed away to provide a picture of the corpse, to provide a picture of the death certificate. And <clears throat> and he trolled me for two straight years, him and nine other accounts, uh, including WrestleCringe, have all trolled me for nine uh for through nine accounts 
and has, you know, mocked my brother's death, has basically <clears throat> threatened to get people fired from the job that's in my circle. And uh, I think you interact with him. It's uh, the WWF counselor uh, guy, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's uh, Danny's been on the show. Yeah. And, you know, he basically wanted me to to mention that that said person has reached out to his job personally, making up lies and trying to get him fired from the job and everything. And they've done similar things to me. Luckily, uh, they haven't been able to find my personal page. It's only been that journalist, but I wouldn't put it past that said journalist to post my post my personal information at all. Wade, what do you want um, other people out there to know, just from a general standpoint, who may be dealing with the same type of ridiculous targeting? I mean, you know, these are folks who, some of these folks are successful mm-hmm. in what they're doing in, in, in terms of their, their, uh, their jobs and what have you. Some of these folks allegedly are, you know, they have some respect out there. So the fact that they would dedicate any time out of their day to do something so childish is, is just, I don't, I don't understand it. I think it's it. And, and some of you journalists out there, quote unquote, and I'm using that term loosely for some of you. Um, I've told you this directly, cut it out, focus on the positives that you have going on in your life and stop trying to be some kind of Avenger right. where you think you're going to go unleash and you're going to set everybody straight. It's like, cut it out. You know, you're, you're not, you're not Johnny badass. You're not some kind of superhero. The way that you're conducting yourself is a waste of time. And it's actually quite manic. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I don't understand how we got to this point as a society, you know, where people are so self-centered and dare I say unstable. Mm Mm-hmm. Where people feel so powerless that the mere notion that somebody thinks differently from them or is willing to express anything, no matter how good, bad, terrible, or or pleasant it is, the fact that people would express anything that is counter to what they believe in, the fact that people are so affected by that, somebody's words on Twitter is just fascinating to me. It's like... Come on, man. You know what I mean? There, there are a lot of people out there. Listen, I'm a black man in America. Okay, I call out racism every single day. And, and in my professional career, I've worked very hard to combat racism, sexism, um, anti-LGBTQ plus issues and what have you. I know what that is in real life. Right. Somebody online hiding behind some type of persona or what have you talking crazy. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care, you know, and I don't pursue trying to interact with people like that. So it's very strange to me when somebody will jump in somebody else's inbox to try to, quote unquote, straighten them out. You shouldn't be saying this or you shouldn't be retweeting that or you shouldn't be friends with so and so. It's like, get a life. Exactly. Get a life. And and after after that Saudi post, uh. I, I didn't realize, you know, that it wasn't like Facebook where you can just ha- not uh, people request to message you or whatever. Uh, so I changed my settings where only if you're following me, you can message me. Before that, though, um, when I made that Saudi post, I kid you not, I probably had like 20 something messages all all wishing death on me over a, a genuine post. And it's you know like you said it's a sickness it's twitter is insane man and you know you look to people like daphne you look to people like uh is it is it hana is that is that how you say her name yeah the, okay yeah hannah kamara yeah right and you look at those two situations man like yeah i i think putting less value in social media uh would help so many people but at the same time if that's your only outlet to talk to people, that's the only interaction you get every day, and it's hard to walk away from that interaction, then you get those trolls who feed into that. It's like, oh, man, this person, uh, this is all that they do all day, so let me capitalize on that and bully them and dox them and troll them. And it's nonstop, man. It, it's it's a literal uh, torture wheel in, in this in this community. 
It's a sickness. It, it's it's a sickness. And and here's the here's the part that really makes me scratch my head. The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the United States of America have had positive relations with one another over a century. I think it's been like 200 years or something crazy like that, that we have had some type of trade, positive interactions, what have you. They are an ally. How are you going to sit here and try to regulate an individual for saying something positive about something happening in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia when are, are you reaching out to your elected officials and asking that your municipality, your, your, your town, your city, your state divest in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and also no longer take money from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia? See, those are the people who work for you, those elected officials, right? Those, those are the people that you actually have some type of influence over and who actually need you. No, you're not doing that. You know, you, you're going to you're going to sit here and dox and yell at and make fun of and, and literally encourage people to harm themselves over having the audacity to say something positive about the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Here's what I say to all of those folks. Go to hell. <laughs> Simple as that. Go to hell. You know, you're you're a phony. You, you, you are not somebody who who actually believes in what you're claiming, because if you did, you would be channeling that energy to the people that you actually have influence over instead of trying to push around a bunch of strangers who, quite frankly, you probably will never be in the same space breathing the same air ever. Exactly. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I always found that interesting, uh, that Pat McAfee, Vince McMahon interview where Pat, you know, he he brought up Saudi and, you know, Pat doesn't really uh, take or uh yeah take his job very lightly and he'll ask the questions that most won't and i love vince's response to be like listen like there are people like you and i and like you said they're an ally all these people that get online and say oh it's blood money it's blood money i'm like you do realize that the blood money you're claiming that wwe is taking uh, there's so many other companies including aw uh aka tony khan's father who deals with saudi as well so i mean <laughs> It's it blows my mind uh, again feeding into that tribalism, man. And it's, it, it's crazy because they don't want to look at you know oh well you have a little spot there on your side of the grass and meanwhile their their grass is all black and and not watered at all and they just want to focus on what everybody else is doing and not what they're doing, you know. Oh, well, like I said, they're they're being phony. <laughs> uh, as a nation, we've all benefited from our relationship with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That's a fact. And if you don't know that, then go do your research and look at our relations with them going back over a century and understand. Take a look at the dollar amount, how much money that, that you know, we receive from them, what we trade with them and what have you, what we sell them, what they give us in return. It's like, come on, guys. And, and the last time I checked, the United States of America is, is no uh, Boy Scout, so to speak. There's no innocence here. Uh, literally. <laughs> so that's a whole other story for another day here. Listen, wait, I, I appreciate the fact that you are brave enough to go on the record about some of these experiences, because again, I think that we, we got to call it out and we have to put this on the record and we have to remind the world that this type of nonsense is happening, you know, in, in this day and age. And the people responsible for this type of nonsense, they need to be reminded that, hey, as much as you're trying to regulate and tell people that it's not okay to have an opinion, to like a post, to retweet a post, I don't give a damn how vile the post is. I don't care how racist, how sexist, how terrible. They could literally say that they love the devil and 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 to hell with everybody else. I don't care. There's no way, shape, form, or fashion that is so important that you need to go try to destroy somebody's life over exactly there's something wrong with you you're not a superhero you're a super jerk <laughs> and that's my take on that and i think at this point <laughs> everybody knows that that's my take on that because i say it all the time you know and i'm not afraid of any of these people i pity them quite frankly not because I'm so high and mightier that I'm special or that I, I'm 
better than anybody else? No, I'm, I'm just as flawed as anybody else. But here's the difference. I'm willing to accept the fact that we live in a society and that you have to interact with people who come in all shapes and sizes and ideologies and, and issues and what have you. And no matter how much you like it or dislike it, we got to find a way to coexist. And you can't beat everybody up and you can't cuss everybody out. And if that's what makes you feel good to think that you're going to go around doing that, again, who hurts you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. What's 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 rotten inside of you that has caused you to, to feel like that's the way that you're going to address? Because here's the thing. They're not even trying to address the world. They're just trying to, trying to regulate this little small niche of a niche called the IWC. Mm-hmm where they want to be the the ruler and the executioner. You know, they want to be Judge Dredd. And it's like, go to hell. Go to hell. You have no, you are not a slave master. You have no control over anybody. Stop trying to push people around and try to dictate how they should feel about anything, no matter how good or bad those feelings are. Right. That's my take on that. But again, Wade, I appreciate you coming on. Do you want to plug anything? Um, I mean... No, <laughs> I'm good. I think I've had my uh, my share of uh, of trolls, so I'm going to lay back for a little while. But if you guys don't follow me, uh, Vocal Mercenary on Twitter, um, that's as protected as I'll stay. <laughs> good stuff. And listen, and, and anyone listening, do not blame Wade for anything that I said. You know, what I, what I say is what I say. What I believe is what I believe. So, you know, this guy was very respectful and, and, and open and, and honest and fair, he even admitted uh, to what he's done wrong and apologize for it, what have you. So you judge him on that. But as for me, <laughs> yeah, judge me on the fact that I've told you you're a jerk and you should go to hell. Judge me by the fact that I've told you to stop trying to control everybody else's lives. Judge me by the fact that I told you you're just as weak as everybody that you're targeting and trying to harm. You're no stronger than anybody else. So stop trying to present yourself as such and stop trying to act like you, you're, you're going to be Judge Dredd. You're not. And that goes for all of you out there because, quite frankly, there's too many of you. And the That's irony right. of that stuff is when you actually dig into who these folks are, when you actually pay attention to, to where they are in life and some of the, the, the challenges that they express or that you've heard from other parties or what have you, it's like, man. You know, you're just as effed up as everybody else that you're calling out. So so why are you doing it? You know, again, this isn't patronizing a business. You're not you're not complaining because you feel that the wrestling product is bad. You're complaining because somebody expressed that they felt the wrestling product is bad. You're complaining because somebody told you that you taking a personal attack against them is not acceptable and they should go to hell for that. You're going to destroy their lives for it. Stop it, folks. Wait again. Thank you for joining Duke Loves Wrestling. Yeah, thank you, Duke. I appreciate you, man. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Loves Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>